big questions that, you know, I see other couples that don't ask those questions. They go into a long-term relationship. They get five years down the track and then all of a sudden, you know, one wants to do something, the other one has, they haven't even discussed it. And then that obviously causes a you know, major conflict and we didn't want to wait, wait around for that. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. Don't let the title of this episode fool you. Even if you're already out of the dating scene, don't want to be a part of the dating scene, this episode has a lot to offer, especially for people that have large, life-changing bucket list items that they want to cross off. Our bucket list storyteller today did that, decided that it was time for a life change, and not just by adding someone to it, but by looking at himself and saying, who am I? And if I'm going to add somebody to this life, what do I want to be? We're going to learn how he did that as we start crossing it off. I'd like to introduce my bucket list storyteller today. His name is Paul Wrightson, and he describes himself as patient, connected, understanding, and non-judgmental. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roger. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So tell our listeners, what did you cross off your list? Uh, to find the love of my life. Okay. That's a, that's a big thing to have on your bucket list for sure. So where were you when you, in life, when you decided, okay, I'm going to put this on my list and I'm going to start this process of finding this person. Yeah, look, I was in a previous relationship before this and um, and it was a relationship where there was, I guess, felt disconnected in the relationship and it wasn't being sort of my true self and living you know, to my values. So it's one of those things that um, I knew there was a better way, but I, I needed to, I guess, take the next step and knowing what actually I wanted before, um, you know, before attracting that person in. And was this something when you said, okay, the next person is going to be the person, like I'm not going to waste my time. Were your family and friends encouraging, curious, doubtful? What was the response when you told people, this is my process I'm going through right now? Um, Supportive, I guess, Um, especially, you know, there were some areas where other people, you know, from the outside looking in could see there was, you know, there's something not quite right there. So, and especially for me personally, I felt like I wasn't, you know, being, I guess, my true true self and had lost that through that sort of process and through trying to make, you know, something work that that sort of wasn't quite there. So, uh, yeah, definitely supportive. I guess some, some were shocked as well at the same time, but I mean, it's, you know, I'm a big believer you sort of don't stay in a relationship long term if it's if it's not working you know there's there's, right. there's so much to life than that so um so that's once i sort of started explaining that then i had the full support you know of everyone around me and that time um, which made it you know a hell of a lot easier <laughs> yeah so are we just talking dating apps or like wh- what did you do specifically to kind of not ensure because i don't think there's any guarantees uh, in relationships at all but yeah. what were some of the things you did to prep for finding that person well, making the decision to start with, that was, that was a big one. And then everything sort of seemed to flow. So once I made that decision, but then I started, I guess, to look internally as well, knowing myself, who I am as a person, because I knew that I had to have that to be able to sort of connect to the person sort of that, that actually, um, that I wanted, you know, to, to have that, you know, I guess that soul deep connection, um, physically and energetically. So it was more of a process to start, like, um, uh, on myself first and then yeah sort of flow from that 
And were there certain things that you did? Did you go see a therapist? Did you join a small group or a book club? Like, what did you do to like do that internal work before you, you know, showed yourself off to others? Yeah, awesome. Yes, I definitely had uh, the support of a like a life coach. So having that support on the sideline, but then I started to uh, loving started loving started to love myself for who I am. So that was, you know, it goes certainly deeper than that. I guess and this is sort of touches on, you know, advice for other people or whatever else. But for me, I was getting clear on my values and and going deeper to what I actually wanted. Because what I found and um and and or found is that, you know, if I wasn't clear on my values, then um you're almost living the other person's values. So then you lose that sort of sense of identity. So I definitely uh, I spend a lot of time, you know, getting clear on what I actually wanted and what was important to me in life, and then yeah, you know, made sure that I was actually coming back to you know who I am. So that was a big one, yeah. And so a lot of people, when they first start dating or they're starting this process, they make a, like a list of wants. That's not really what you're talking about, right? You're you're not talking about I want somebody that's taller than me. I want somebody blonde. You know, you you're talking more about what you want for yourself as a person explain that the what you mean by values totally so you know if if someone comes into my life that uh the values aren't quite right you know there's going to be a disconnection there you know whether it's physical or energetically so being strong in my values and you know i've got a top five you know i've got top 10 you know it's just um or even things like you know how often you know, do you want to visit your family or do you expect a family dinner every Sunday night? You know, those sort of small small but big questions can really, um, you know, make a relationship struggle because then there's there's that sort of expectation on both sides to, you know, to have the relationship a certain way. So that's part of it, I guess. And then uh, definitely being, you know, knowing what I wanted for myself and then that led to, you know, tracking that person in. So, you know, I'm a big believer in energy as well. So, you know, if you give it, if you, if I'm sort of confident, true to myself, I'm going to attract someone who's attracted to that. But I did use a, a dating app to find that person, but it was more uh, <laughs> like definitely, definitely getting, um, becoming true to myself and who I am. So, did you use dating apps before? you started you know really looking at yourself and if you did what was kind of the difference between before you started that process of doing that internal work and searching for that person again back on apps yeah i think there's more i guess than just the physical attraction so mm-hmm. you know there's that's a big thing obviously uh and then you know once you look beyond that then you can see a deeper level into someone so who they are as a person what they're valuing you know whether their values are or energetically connected to me so sort of takes out the superficial you know because the apps can be quite superficial you see a person Mm -hmm. you know swipe left or right or you know whichever app you use um so it's yeah ensuring that you know the person that i was attracting is goes deeper than just the the physical level so how using the apps how did you know that i've i've used apps i'm I'm older so i'm I'm in my 50s i used apps when i was in my late 40s how did you use those values and that, that discernment in the process of actually getting to know people enough to know they were or were not the true love? Definitely asking good questions. So mm. that's another process I went on as well. And that's, I guess that was when 
you know, I was building new relationships as well. So, you know, there's obviously the the self-love for myself going through that process of getting that confidence back again. And then I started to get curious. So, you know, and getting curious, you know, meant asking good questions. So to get curious of what I wanted, I had to ask strong questions to myself, to know the other person. And then even in the relationship I'm in now, you know, after finding the, the soulmate, you know, it's still asking those those questions to determine you know what the other person's thinking and who they are or or going back to the app is like basically what they value and what's important to them in life so because i find or i found in my past relationship when things become complacent and you don't ask questions you know you it brings in all the assumptions to um you know i'm just assuming what the other person's thinking or what the other person believes or whatever so definitely getting curious that you know and, and asking good questions to find out what were some of the good questions you asked this person that you found where you found that similarity in the values? Yeah, that's great. Great question, Rogers. It's funny because we um we actually brought up, I think, you know, the top 20 questions to ask, you know, the person before you marry them or before you have a long-term relationship. So that helped us. Gosh, I think one definitely one of the ones was, you know, how often do you visit your family or, you know, do you expect the other person to, you know, cook? dinner every single night, you know, do the expected person to do all the housework, you know, things like that, but breaking down those normal, I guess, ex- expectations and stereotypes of what a male and female or, or whatever, um, same-sex marriage or same-sex relationship, whatever, what the other each person should be doing uh, in that relationship. So, you know, even things like, you know, favourite colour and just fun ones like that, but it was more the lifestyle ones were the big ones because that really honed in, you know, what, the other person wants in their life as well, even down to, you know, do you want kids? How many kids do you want? You know, things like that. So big questions that, you know, I see other couples that don't ask those questions. They go into a long-term relationship. They get five years down the track and then all of a sudden, you know, one wants to do something, the other one hasn't, they haven't even discussed it. And then that obviously causes you know, major conflict and we didn't want to wait wait around for that. <laughs> it's <life's> okay. too short. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It is too short. So speaking of that, my, my question to that is, do you bust that out, that list of 20 questions on the first date? Do you start asking them before the, before the first date when you're just texting each other? I mean, is it the third date? When do you decide that that's going to be the, the route that you're going to take to really solidify that this person is the one? Yeah, maybe not on the first one, but we did it pretty early on. Um, I remember maybe even the second or third, you know, just to make sure because, you know, we were both, uh, we, well, we were in our mid-30s, so we sort of knew that, you know, and for me, coming out of a long-term relationship as well, didn't want to, um, I guess, stuff around and, you know, not asking those questions because there's no use, you know, dragging it out for six to 12 months if it's not going to work. So very early on, I don't, I can't actually remember whether it was, the, you know, the, second or third, but it was, um, yeah, it was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you and your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. 
I actually uh, I've been with my partner for five years now, and we met over a dating app, and we were both in our late forties. And uh, before our first date, I told her I had a three date rule. Yeah, and it was new. <laughs> this was a new. This is a new thing for me. I hadn't done this before with anyone. I said, but I got a three date rule, and she goes, Oh yeah, really? <laughs> Maybe I have a six date rule. And I said, No, 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 no. I said, it, You know, this is about not talking about our exes until the third date. Because what I found as an older person using dating apps and going on dates, it was like, I felt like the questions that were being asked were the, were basically saying, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Right? Why are you divorced? Why are you still single? Why are you, know, coming? And it's like, there's no chance in that to fall in love. I mean, essentially, right? Because yeah, you have all these questions that are, about other relationships. And I, I thought mm. about it. And I was like, you know, when we were teenagers, we didn't ask those questions. Mm. You know, mm. we just got to know people. We, yeah. we we asked other questions. And so I'm like, I don't, I'll go there with you, but, I, but I'd like, mm. you know, at least two or three dates before we get to that point where we find out if we like each other before I, you know, honestly spill my guts all over the place and talk about that's right a broken 25 year <laughs> marriage yeah. you know and it was and it, and it worked it worked for us yeah. so i was glad that i did that yeah that's right well everyone's got a you know a personal story so you know i can understand that definitely will wait for it yeah but if i don't want to be judged by my past relationships i'm yes. looking at building a relationship with you and yeah. i'm going to focus on that and not the other stuff we can get there and when we got there i think it was actually the fourth or fifth date five but by the time we actually you know started talking about that stuff and we had a lot of similarities you know mm. she, she had a, a marriage that ended and and so it was it was the timing felt right instead of yeah, it being perfect. like the first dinner and we're <laughs> just yeah. trying to figure out what's wrong with each other. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you you took that time to answer those questions. How did you change? I mean, you talked about your approach changed and you were more internally thinking about yourself and what your needs were and being confident. Mm. But when you, after you found that person, what changed in you? What transformed in you? How was that relationship now different than the previous ones that you had staying like like i mentioned before definitely staying curious and you know mm. and 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 keeping things fresh i mean you know one minute you know we'll go you know out sort of like seeing music and we're big music lovers you know going to music festivals or whatever and the next weekend we sort of like don't do anything stay at home so it's like keeping things uh the variety happening you know, I've got a mantra that I live by and my website actually is that, but it's like live fully now. So it's like it's um and that was a major thing that changed around that time because I I lost someone who was extremely close to me around that time as well, which significantly changed my life and it changed into a positive. So, you know, that's where I made some a lot of changes around then to make sure that I was getting the most out of life because I knew how quickly it could be taken away. So it's so in the relationship, it's just definitely keeping things fresh, not being complacent and you know and keep keep things you know like it's been doing a variety of things for me but also as a as partnership as well and having definitely having that quality time is a huge one so making sure we have that space you know just for the two of us you know to find out what's happening in our lives i'm a big uh, believer that it's you know as far as bucket lists go i have a bucket list my partner has a bucket list and we have a bucket list Mm. and it's okay sometimes the things on my list she's like oh i'd like to go with you and do that 
sometimes I say, I'd like to do that on my own or, you know, (laughs) and, and it's nice to have that joint list of saying, okay, we're going to do these things together, but if these others on our individual list, you know, come about, that's great too. And that we both need to have that time to be ourselves and Mm -hmm. have our own experiences so that we can bring those back to the relationship. And so I think it's totally, really important yes. to, you know, be partners, but also be, like you said, be confident in yourself and be yourself too. And yeah. I was, I wanted to do the Camino de Santiago in Spain for a real long time. And oh, yeah, um, awesome. we, we talked through it and it wound up better that I walked the majority of it by myself. And she actually was traveling around Spain solo for two and a half weeks. Um, going to Madrid and Seville and Barcelona and going all these places while wow. I was walking 18, 21 miles a day. And then she met me the last five days when we walked together. So it was a really yeah. great experience that we got to do our own things, but then we got came together and did some things, you know, did it together for a little bit. So yeah, that's so important, isn't it? I mean, even late last year, I went uh, camping by myself for like three nights, mm. you know, packed the tent, went down uh the coast of in australia so a few hours from here where i am but it's um you know it was one of those things camping by myself wasn't on the phone you know just had a book and a journal and Mm -hmm. and didn't have anyone else to talk to except for for just me so it was like almost did a you know silent retreat for three days but uh but it was just you know those sort of things can be life-changing because you're Mm -hmm. just spending time for yourself and then you have like you mentioned then you come back together as a couple and then it's like it's you know, it's just um, so important to have that. And that comes back to, you know, what's important to me, what's important to you, what's important to, you know, the couple as well. So yeah, it's good to have both, that's for sure. Yeah, I love your use of the word uh, curiosity. Uh, I think that's a, a great word that we, in life in general, whether it's business, family, partners, whatever, just be yeah. curious, be more curious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just be more curious. It's like um, childlike fascination, you know, having the, you know, someone mentioned to me years ago, you know, having the eyes of like a four-year-old or something, seeing everything around that's, you know, it's having that fascination of why things are, you know. Yeah. yeah. I also think that if you're curious and ask a lot of questions, you do a lot less talking. And yeah, absolutely. So I think yeah. that, that's a good thing too. Yeah, totally. Paul, you've given us some great advice here already, but if somebody you were talking to said, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to find that person, have a partner. What's like one thing that you would say, okay, if you're going to do this, you're going to go out on this adventure, you cross this off your list. What's that one thing that they need to do? Um, I think I might've mentioned this, touched on it before, but just having that true love yourself, but I guess it goes deeper than that, but so, you know, it's it's okay to say, oh, I love myself, but it's definitely having, knowing what you value Mm. and then doing it every six months because, you know, sometimes values change, but just getting strong in, you know, who you are as an individual and what you actually value in life. Yeah. And that being flexible with yourself and having grace for yourself to afford to change. Absolutely. My world's bucket list. So I talk about this a lot that, a bucket list should be a living document. So Absolutely. I'm assuming yeah, just true. like your values should be a living document that it should be mm. okay to add things, take things off, change things, you know, and, and revisiting that um, yeah. list or list of questions multiple times a year is a good thing. And it's okay to say, okay, well, I don't value that anymore, or I don't want mm. to have that on my bucket list anymore. It should be okay. Giving yourself the grace to be like, okay, things change. I don't have to be this way and have blinders on all the time. Mm. 
So I think yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, having flexibility is a big one, isn't it? Like, you know, just mm. having flexibility in that and then also that comes into the relationship as well when you've got that flexibility. Yeah. yeah. Just so we we know, are you, are you married? Are you life partners? Are you? Yeah, married. Yeah. You got so married? Married uh, 13 years, a couple okay. of years. Oh, uh, we've been awesome. together about 15, so yeah, married 13 years. So we've got a bit of a joke that, you know, we're still married because there's so many relationships breaking up and divorces and stuff and especially through the last couple of years. So, yeah, it's like we're even yeah. joking on the weekend. You know, we're still we're still married. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, if, you, if you're still with your partner that you were with in the beginning of the pandemic, you, you've, yeah. got, you've <laughs> got something right. going on. You, you've, totally. you, you're doing something right. So, yeah, exactly right. Oh, Paul, I'm, I'm very happy for you. Can you tell us something that's on your bucket list that you still want to do? Yeah, it um, made me think when, when this came up. So going to Iceland is a big one. Okay. So, yeah, that's a probably, uh, well, not probably, it's definitely a couple one that we want to do for sure. Uh-huh. So um, the Northern Lights as well. But, I mean, that's yeah. probably Iceland is high on the uh, on the list. The Blue Lagoon. Yeah, yep. Yeah, the yeah. Blue Lagoon spa out there. Is, I've heard it's super, super nice. Is there any other reason besides the lights and I mean, it's definitely probably a different climate than you're used to in Australia. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what's, um, what's the reason for going to Iceland? Just the, I think the remoteness and just so different to what we've got here, you know, where I am in Australia. So that's that's the big one. Yeah. Just awesome. experience things at a different hemisphere, of course, but also yeah. you know, having that extreme difference. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, Paul, how can folks engage with what you do online and tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So we've got a uh, website, livefullynow.com. So it's livefully-now.com. And I've just launched a uh, the Complete Man program as well, which is a, a nine-week online men's program, which uh, brings in some of the, the inf- I guess, uh, the uh, content we're just chatting to then. And coming out the other side, you're having certainty, clarity, and, and feeling complete at the end of the nine weeks. So that's all on the website too. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here, and I, I hope that uh, you do get to go to Iceland and that you get to celebrate as many years of marriage as you like. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Awesome. Yeah, it's great to be here, Roger. Thank you so much. 